welcome everybody to the inaugural episode, our first ever episode of the VHS Vault. I'm Jason, that's Jason, other side, and we welcome you to the show. Now, before we start the show, we're going to do what every other YouTube does, and just a little bit of a plug. If you could do us a massive favor and you like what you see today, could you please give us a like? It's a free click for you, but it means a lot for us in building this little show that we're doing. Okay, and please Jace. subscribe, subscribe for every subscription that you that you give us. We will save a kitten. I don't know, maybe, maybe, maybe. Yeah. No, we will. We love kittens. So, yes. but anyway, if all right. Now, what is this danger, show about? I will save it. <laughs> what is this show about? What's the VHS fault? Both us Generation X is here, spent a lot of time in our youth and video shops, I would say, trolling up and down the aisles, trying to find the film. And so this is a show where we're going to go back to that area, and that's the 70s, 80s, and a little bit of the 90s. And we'll start to look back at films that we meant something to us in that generation. And considering we're two Jasons, it is perfect, I believe, for us to start with this movie this week. And that is... Friday the 13th, the first movie. But we're not doing it alone. You've been this movie, it's just great. (laughs) But we're not doing it alone. We've got a special guest, as we will every week. And so, may I introduce you all to our guest for this evening? And that is Joe. What's up, everybody? Normally, but today I'm cha cha cha. You ain't, no, mate, you ain't no captain here, mate. You're no, no, a no, 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 no. victim I, of yeah, the Vorties. That's right. That's, that's right. you are. I'm um, probably the first to go because I'm uh, multiracial. And, oh, I love, ooh, I, and I love laying with the ladies, so. Yeah. <laughs> well, good luck with that, buddy. All right, I need let's to drink some our... bleach to get that image out of my head. <laughs> In my eyes. Anyway, let's get into the first I'm regretting episode. this already. Background info. Now, let's have a talk about this film, Friday 13. Now, our memories today, Jason, are this is an iconic slasher film. That's what we know it of today. But it didn't always start out like that. What do you know? Before I get into some of the tidbits I know, do you? what are your memories about some of the background info about this film and how they made it? Well, I know it was made very, 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 very cheaply. Was it low budget? Very it had a $550,000 budget. budget to be clear. Yes. Wow. I mean, it was, it was so... That's a coffee budget in Avatar. <laughs> it was done so cheap that they honestly cast Betsy Palmer in the movie because she could drive herself to the set. Yes. <laughs> That's how cheap it was. Yeah, and then um, you, what you're bringing up is Betsy Palmer, who plays the deliciously evil uh, Mrs. Voorhees. Pamela. Right here. Pamela Voorhees. Uh, was, a, was a Broadway actor. You know, I had done bits and pieces over the years, but primarily in that stage of her career was in the theatre. And she had a nice car that broke down. Her agent rings her and says, look, there's a script that's come for a horror film. And she went, I need a new car. And boom, (laughs) they booked her. That's right. She wasn't the movie at first either. She, uh, as I recall, she read the script and then called it, and I don't swear on the internet. Nobody does that. Uh, she called it a gigantic piece of fecal matter. Yeah. Mm. Us yes. Aussies would say, piece of shit. So yeah, I can yeah, say yeah. that because I'm an Aussie. <laughs> um, 
All right, yeah, it was. But now let's have a look at the makers of this film. This film was directed and produced by someone called Sean S. Cunningham. Now, at that him, time, I is. yeah, <laughs> not not Richie Cunningham, Sean no. S. Cunningham, Opie, yeah, not Opie. Um, <laughs> so this guy, now what his background was is he had made a horror film with Wes Craven called Last House on the Left, oh, which mm. is a great film, which is an RAPE fantasy revenge fantasy film, right? Um, and and essentially. He had made this horror film with Wes Craven, didn't really make a lot of money, but it helped him fund make a couple of little family films. Then 1979 came around and a little movie called Halloween hit the screens and was cleaning up on the box office in 1979. So as a business person that Sean S. Cunningham says, we've got to get in on some of that. And he had a title in his head. He didn't have an idea for a film, but he had a title in his head, which was... Friday the 13th. Didn't know what the movie was going to be about, but he had the title. And he took out a full-page ad. Did you ever hear about that, Jace? Where he took out a full-page ad with the logo of Friday the 13th to promote a film that he had, hadn't even written one word of yet. Wow, it's like he's DC. Yes. Mm. Yes. And on the header of that poster that he put up in the trades was the most terrifying movie you'll ever see. Like, talk about putting your balls on the line here, aren't you? Yeah. You're selling this film and this concept, and you haven't even written a script. Again, it's like DC. (laughs) It's like DC. (laughs) But eventually he hired a script writer, and they wrote the script. Now, a lot of people make comparisons to Halloween for this film. Do you think that's a fair statement, guys? A lot of Absolutely. It was the blueprint for all slashers, including this one. Yeah, the, the, this movie would not exist without Halloween making bank. I mean, that's yep, just exactly. how it is. This and even every other Halloween, slasher movie in the 80s. Even Halloween wasn't the first ever slasher movie. No, that was Psycho. Popularized it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you could mark an argument. Arguably Psycho. It's Psycho. Very uh, is it? No, no. no it's it's not more actually, of a psychological like thriller yeah. than a but slasher. Stab the hell out of her. Similarities with Psycho, except yep. they flipped it. Rather than having yeah. the uh, the son portraying the mum, in a way, you've got a psychological flip with the mum playing out that son fantasy in her head. Interesting similarities. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Absolutely, it's it's a film that, and we'll talk about it when we kind of rewatched it. It's a film by design is all about jump scares. When they wrote yes. this film, it is. One jump scare after another. Now, uh, with that, it was a genius move because when people went and when they made this film and when they went and saw this film, the audiences lost their mind. There are reports of people running out of the cinema, screaming, throwing up, all that kind of (laughs) wonderful stuff. So this movie made an impact, made a massive impact, and ended up with a $550,000 budget making $58 million. That's and that's a lot of back money. in the 80s, so that's yes. like a couple of billion now. Well, your return on investment is massive, it's correct? Massive. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But what makes this movie so special, I think, in my mind, is I can't think of an example of any other franchise where the initial movie doesn't contain the star of the franchise. Yes. It does, but not in the way that we know him. Right. Hmm. So yeah, that's one of a kind. Yeah. yeah. How did you guys 
Will you remember the first time? I'll never forget my first time. Okay. I'm All sorry, right. you're well, gonna make this... me sick again. Yeah, like about <laughs> no, movie. Joe, I know that's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. No, the first time I saw this, I got so my uncle had the only big TV in the house, and we he had a a series of VHSs that were labeled with his writing. He has a nice penmanship. And Mm -hmm. Friday the 13th, and I'm thinking, 13, maybe this is something to do with Sesame Street because I was very young at the time. What? Yeah. Today's episode is brought to you by the letters <laughs> key, 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 ma, ma, ma. <laughs> Today and we're talking about murder. Yeah, M is for murder. So uh, I popped three, that bad Three victims. Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> yeah. I popped that bad boy in his giant. No. So, like, there were different tiers of VHS players. I don't know mm-hmm. how it was in Australia, but here you had like the one where you they had the center console. And then it would like rise from the the whole big box instead of the one that you fed in. Oh the, yeah, well that's that's the the, the pop up trays. Yeah, the pop up tray. We had. Yeah. yeah. So you know, I'm thinking, okay, this is gonna be amazing. So I put it in there and I close it, and you know, I'm like eight or nine at the time, and mm. I push play, and I'm like confused at first because it's like, well, there's no Muppets here. and i just keep going and um what was cool is my uncle what he did was he taped this off of i think it was like on television like uh cinemax or something like that okay and and right after that movie was a nightmare on elm street so i had like a double feature of horror unknowingly and that was my first actual dive into horror at the same time so i i always have a soft spot in my heart for this because it was yeah. my first. Yeah. How old were you when you just said you saw it? Uh, eight or nine, maybe. Oh, wow. Sounds about yeah, right. How young. about you, Jace? When was your first time memory of seeing this film? You know, quite honestly, I, I feel like this is a movie that I saw at such a young age that I don't even remember how old I was. Mm. Uh, the only thing that I remember, or the earliest thing that I can remember, is that my grandmother had a had a cabin at a lake, Lake Colorado City here in Texas. Uh-oh. And uh, I wouldn't and- get in the water because I thought that Jason was going to jump out and drag me into the water. Yeah. And, you know, every time I got in the boat, I'd scream, Aah! my <laughs> parents were super irresponsible and let me watch anything <laughs> I wanted to when wow. I was younger. So I had, that I was I'd the seen, beautiful thing about I, I, I had seen Friday the 13th. I had seen the Amityville Horror. I had seen Poltergeist. I'd seen all these movies, I think, before I could even walk. And fun fact, my family, and you can ask Space Mom, she we lived in Amity. Just reference, guys, Space Mom is a reference to Joe's mother. Yep. If you watch the channel, that might kind of make sense. Yeah, if not, don't, uh, that's what he means. Watch the other stuff too. But they lived a block away from that disaster and that during when it happened. It was literally real time on the news, like, hey, wait a minute, that neighborhood looks familiar. Wait a minute. That's around the block. So, what do you mean real- they left? He still owes me twenty bucks. <laughs> yeah, it was wild, wild times in New York. Well, when I saw this film the first time, I remember specifically being with my older brothers at a video store. So I remember Ooh. this cover. Oh wow! That's how and my memory wow. of that's that a film. good find too, man. Cool. Um, 
Of course, because I'm an internet ninja, mate. I yeah, can't you find are. anything. You, you should know yeah. that by now. Yeah, Either way, that was the VHS cover that stuck out to me. Yeah. So I remember grabbing it, not being particularly interested because what was on the cover, but I do remember being slot in the top-down VCR at home with my brothers who were a bit older than me who were fixated on me watching it <laughs> and basically pinned me down to the couch watching it. Now, my older brothers at the time, they think they were being, you know, funny. Oh, it's going to scare the crap out of Jace. Ah, he'll be running to mum screaming. Well, guess what? They didn't realise their little brother was a freak. And, like, <laughs> <laughs> and I did. And I remember him being like, come and watch it again. We're coming and watch it again. Wow. Um, and, and About how old were you it. again? 1980, I was seven. Seven. Oh, wow. So we got this probably later in 1980, maybe yeah. uh, maybe seven or eight at top. So around the same age, but I was in. Yeah. I was in. And like Jason, being a Generation X child, our parents didn't care back then. We got to, to do anything we wanted, especially mm. films. You know, you were talking about some of the films that you saw in the 80s and appropriate. Same thing. I saw The Exorcist at five. Oh, you know, that was the one movie I hadn't seen until I became an adult because I could never find it and never got around to it. My parents. So that was my first memory. (laughs) The memory was so impactful. It this film created an obsession with horror. Oh wow! From this film particularly, that was my favorite genre at those ages. To go to the video shop, I didn't go to the cartoon section or the anime or the the drama section, comedy. I always went straight for horror. Same. Um, (laughs) Yeah, it's exactly what it was, you know, because it's. The thing about this film, especially the first time you watch it, is the jump scares get you, especially yeah. in that time. Because you got to remember, Friday the 13th back then, jump scares were in movies, but not to the amount as they threw them in this film. Yeah. Know? And it was just one after the other. Um, and, you know, it was titillating for a young child too because you get sick. You know, there's people having sex. You don't quite figure it out, but... But I love was in the movie as a young kid. It was teaching me good morals. If I'm a hoe, I'm going to get murdered by a psychopath. Yeah, that's true. Keep it in your pants. You know, keep yeah. myself pure. Keep myself, you know. Yeah. Um, don't do stupid things like walk out in the rain with just a pair of knickers on and a, you know, a, a, a coat. Yeah. Um, Especially so- by the uh, bow and arrow <laughs> targets. <laughs> we'll get into that for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think. I think it's fair to say it had a profound effect on you, Jace. It had a profound effect on me and Jace and the same in you, Joe, because we could oh, yeah. all remember when we – well, you could pseudo-remember, Jason, but you we, you and me, Joe, we remember. I remember vividly, it. yeah. I, I can't say that about all the films I've seen. Uh, just that, that whole like pushing the VHS tape down and expecting one thing and getting something else was like, oh, what's this? Yeah. And, you know, yeah, ever changed absolutely. my life. Absolutely. And, you know, so, it's funny, like, like – you said jump scares, and you know they had taken that bit from Carrie because of the end of <laughs> Carrie, when you think it's all over, it's fresh and good, and all of a sudden the hand comes up and grabs in there, and they saw how well that did, and people kept going. And they, yeah, and we'll get into that thing. as we go about that particular bit and how they stole from that for the end of this film. Yeah, they yeah. did. They literally stole that concept, as everyone kind of does. Oh, if yeah. it works on screen, it's popular. You're going to steal the concept. Yeah. So. Now, here comes the, the big bit. I have to rewatch. These are great. <laughs> I feel like we're on Stranger Things. Yeah. 
Terrible idea. Hopper's in the next room. Um, now, we've gone back and rewatched it. Now, I rewatched this last night, and I know you guys rewatched it recently. Yeah. Sunday. How did it feel going back 42 years later and watching this film? I'm going to have a very unpopular opinion. Mm. I, I honestly kind of think the movie's trash. <laughs> Not an this is some. I am. I am a fan of these movies. Do not get me wrong. I'm a huge fan of Friday the Thirteenth, but this first movie was trash. It's it very was, hard to watch. I don't know about you it's guys. It's hard to watch. It's got some. It, you can tell that they did not put a lot of thought into exactly how the killer operates or continuity or anything. Because my my analytical brain is watching this movie saying, "Wait, no." what no no how did she pin the guy to the door with arrows she's a little old lady yeah <laughs> well let's get it and that that bit that that whole continuity problem starts fairly early on in this movie yes because, it does you know the cafe when they go to the the little uh gonna call it a cafe but the little it's shop a diner yeah a little yeah. diner the diner have. sorry yeah you know, we don't have okay. diners here in australia we um, don't so, so sorry that, no, we how do you how, how do you guys we eat call them dingo how do we dinners? eat with boomerangs and eating raw cake? <laughs> how do you eat pancakes how specifically? Think? How do you eat pancakes? <laughs> we cut them into the shape of got, boomerangs. You throw them and you open your mouth waiting for them to come back. <laughs> Go! I still think believe that we're in 1886. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say that. I'm just saying. Yeah, you diners, do. You do. Diners anyway, have the best pancakes. That's what. I'm saying. Yeah. Whatever. Okay. Yeah. This diner. The people suck in it. And I'll tell you <laughs> yeah, why they, true. they suck, right? I kept telling it. Because they're all about, oh, I, you know, the death stairs. But the whole conceit of the town, especially the truck driver that's in there, is, oh, that's cursed. So literally, here's the deal. A kid drowned in 1957. Yeah. Right? And a yeah. couple gets killed in 1958. But the whole town says that place is cursed. Nothing's yeah. happened in 20 years. A couple of fires, apparently. But yeah. nothing happened in 20 years, but the whole town thinks it's cursed. Bit yeah. over the top. Yeah, no, but Bit that's over the top much. with me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I don't regret it because we then get Creepy Carl. And Creepy Carl rocks in this movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Here's the doomsdayer. You know, and I love this guy, and I've got a picture of him here somewhere because he's just a man. In many oh, um, yeah. ways, in many ways, in many Creepy many Carl ways, reminds me of a line from Sir Lawrence Olivier. Yep. Sir Lawrence Olivier was doing a show where he had a small part, and he played a butler. And this was mm -hmm. a big murder mystery where you know it had other big name stars in there. And somebody interviewed Sir Lawrence Olivier and said, "What is this play about?" And Sir Lawrence Olivier, you know, where everybody was expecting him to say, "It's about a man and a woman who comes to this castle, and then there's a murder." Mm -hmm. No, he said, "It's about a butler played by me." <laughs> Creepy <laughs> Carl. I do not know the name of the actor, but no, that actor, rest in peace, Creepy Carl. Rest in peace, Creepy Carl. Creepy Carl actor believed the movie was about him. Yeah, and he's literally the best part of the movie. Yeah. Well, he comes back. So it's he okay. he believes it's his think movie he was... enough that he gets into the sequel. So how long do you think he was standing in the pantry waiting for them to open the door? That is my biggest question. <laughs> was he in there? Creepy just like, Carl's rather patient. I really have to pee, but I want to scare them. <laughs> and then he's walking out, going, "You're doomed. If you you're doomed, around. doomed. You're also out of peas." 
<laughs> I ate them I all was... and the dog food. <laughs> that food is out of date. Um, <laughs> this has uh, too much no, MSG but... in it. It's bad for you. 800 so milligrams of sodium. Your cholesterol is too high. <laughs> but that interesting about that scene in particular, when it comes out and you've got Alice, who's the main girl, we'll get into the cast, but Alice takes a step back. Her friend comes walking in and then the dude, I think it's Ned, Comes walking in, but he takes one step forward, sees creepy Carl, and he takes one step back. Ready, he's ready to bolt. Yeah, he's ready he... to leave these chicks high and dry. <laughs> Good luck, ladies. <laughs> yeah, go yeah. too far. But yeah. let's get into some of the cast of the group of teenagers um, in this crew. And he is basically the group of young teenagers who are camp counselors. Yeah, going to do a summer job. Of course, at Camp Crystal Lake. Now, um, this cast, this very young cast, of course, without we can't go much further without mentioning oh, yeah. well, the stars that came from his, from this film, and that is yes, the Baconator. The Baconator. And I'm trying to find a picture of the Baconator. That, there he goes, because I've got two pictures of him. Look how young. I know. Yeah, he, like, you know what? It's baby bacon. Yeah, he just baby well, bacon. Though. Yeah, yeah. You know, well. Baby Bacon had only been in one other film before this film and a TV show. Can you name the film, guys? Um, it's a big film, massive comedy of 1978. Animal House. Correct. Yes, Whoa. I knew that. Correct. Yeah. Playing the army little sorority guy. Remember? Yeah. Was, so, thank you, was sir. The, may I have another? Was he on yes. the Facts of Life? No. he. Oh. Well, he may have been. But he was more known to be on one of your popular soaps over there, Another World. Ah, oh, mm. what's a soap? So this was <laughs> sorry, I'm Another kidding, World. Kidding. Another yeah. World. I didn't even know the show, so if you're making any Another World references over this, <laughs> I know. It was like, uh, yeah. Oh yeah, here's the a holes from the cafe. Yeah, and I shouldn't really because that truck driver when he picks up that girl and takes, he, I mean, he's trying to say, look, man, you really shouldn't be going there. He was right. He was right. Yeah. But over dramatic again because nothing had really happened in 20 years. So where is the motivation to go don't down there? Okay, but Could think it about be it this way. Conspiracy that Mrs. Voorhees, they knew about her. Perhaps, mm. but think about it this way. There's a you're in a town with two Denny's. Mm. <laughs> One Denny's, a guy got food poisoning. And died ten years ago. <laughs> mm -hmm. Would you go to that Denny's or would you go to the other Denny's? <laughs> the other Denny's. Okay, there you I go. I don't think it would matter. The ten same years thing. later, if, if it was ten days earlier, different story. Mm. <laughs> They've got to have new management by now. Yeah, exactly right. Well, they have yeah. new management at the. Over. They have new management at um the yeah, camp. The lip, yeah, and <laughs> people are just like, like oh, you don't want to go there. You know, a bunch of kids got killed. I'm sorry. <laughs> a bunch of kids getting killed is kind of a big deal. Yeah. It is, but only two. Only two got only killed. Two. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, well, three by this point. Yeah, kid drowned and then two others were stabbed a couple of years later. It's fine, though. It's been 10 years. Fine. They it's got Lysol. Good. It's all good now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we held a seance. Uh -huh. We brought in we brought in the, the people the who, in, who <laughs> we, we brought in the people who investigated Amityville. It's fine. Oh, yes, yeah. Yeah, not very good investigators. Uh, but now we mentioned about how it was hard to watch. 
right? And I found it very hard to read. Very much so. And it is by design, those guys. It is by design why the panning shots are so slow, why we have so many shots of things just sticking in there. And the reason behind it, from an editorial standpoint, was they believed it was building tension. Everybody knew that they were going into a horror film, but they didn't know when and where. Oh. And so the editing team believed the more slower shots we had, the more kind of stillness we had, when the jump scares we delivered them, the bigger impact. Gotcha. Now, that doesn't work today because no. we, we know the film. Yeah. But it worked quite well back then. Yeah. So this film, I would say off the bot, is a one and done. Do you get maximum out of this film? It's watching it once because you're never going to reach the highs and the love for the film as you would from your first time. It's not like it's got a long rewatchability factor for it because it does degrade after you see it the second time. Yeah. My impression, um, but, yeah, that's um, the reason why, guys, it's so slow. It was on purpose. You know? Now, my impression whenever I was watching it was it almost seemed like a series of skits. <laughs> it really did. It almost seemed like a, a series of skits with these kids at this camp, almost like a sitcom. I almost expected a laugh track. At certain could times. <laughs> and I'm sure you could put a laugh track into this movie and it would feel perfectly at home. But that was my big issue is that it was a bunch of skits. And then at the end of most of the skits, you know, the kids started getting killed off, mm, which wow. is basically how I would like Saturday Night Live to end some nights. But, you know, oh it's just <laughs> well, shots fired before Saturday Night Live. Yeah, right. Poor SNL. <laughs> it's got yeah. enough problems. Well, I mean. Technically, right now, is that Lauren, Lauren, Lauren Michaels? Yeah, Lauren oh, Michaels. Yeah, that yeah, was yeah. harsh. <laughs> you know what's funny? Like, that's already happening. So many people are quitting. It's like they're just falling off. <laughs> I don't know. Who, who <laughs> fuck about SNL? Um, but essentially, coming back to sticking on this film, um, it was very disjointed. In fact, let's face it, there's 40 minutes of a movie here. If you trim that's that and being cut charitable it to today's standard, right? If you cut it to today's standard. You're, yeah, maybe I'm being generous. Maybe it's a 30-minute film, if that. Um, and there's a lot of filler into it. And the movie only kicks into gear is when Alice discovers the first body. That's when the yeah. film completely starts to kick into gear. Right. Um, and, and, and from that, that's when we start seeing gaping holes in oh. physics and logic, don't we? Yeah. Yes. You yeah. mentioned the door. So there's a, I don't have the image of it. I'm too scared that we get demonetized from youtube for showing it but there is the scene of two arrows for a guy who has been lifted up now that's a two-man job all right that's a two-man job and pinned like a butterfly yeah to the to the door and they want us to believe that it was mrs Voorhees that did it maybe there's a conspiracy maybe there's well i have a theory that she had but you know same yeah throw it out well, my theory is that Jason was helping her. Yeah, same. That's why you know, I I think that her mind broke. She thought Jason drowned, but he just he was just not he he didn't drown. You know, maybe he ran away and came back a couple of years later, but she still thinks he's he's dead. So he's there like pinning people to the yeah to the you know uh, to the wall like posters and you know just like that's my good boy Jason. <laughs> yeah, yeah, thank you, Mama. I think she's so psychotic. I think they're working in tandem together. Well, it can only... Because she was driven. Now, if we could spoil the last bit, he knows exactly who to get to finish the job at the end of this movie. Yeah. Yes. How does he know that? 
if he's just some Aquaman. And because lake. that's what they're implying to at the end of this movie. Yeah, he was he, always in the lake. Now under, I was waiting for them to cut to the little crab singing under the sea. Under the sea, the sea where Jason lives. Don't go um, up there; it's too bloody. Yeah. <laughs> Trust me, Ariel, yeah, I, everyone I up there is the, dead. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely buy into the theory that Jason was part of this. Yeah, and as the audience, we weren't revealed that to the end of it. Mind you, let's not give the writers that much credit. Because no. the end of this movie, which contains the, the heroine, Alice, who has just gone through horror. We're, we're not finishing yet. We can backtrack to some of the kills. But she's just in a lake by herself. Um, there's no logical reason why that scene happens. It's purely there. But it's the best scare scene. Scare the audience one last time. It's yeah, the, best the best scene. scene in the movie, yeah. It is the best scene. It's best. Yeah. I used to think the best scene in the movie was the struggle. With this this particular scene here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I now retract that statement because here's a fact for you: no stuntmen were hired for this film, and it shows. Oh, it does. Yeah. It shows Especially with Betsy Parker. Sorry, with with Mrs. Voorhees and yeah. Alice. Their fight is some of the worst choreographed and edited fight scenes ever seen. Yeah. It's hilarious. It is absolutely oh, hilarious. Yeah. And, and and the moment, I'll tell you what is a great moment. It's, it's just maybe a two-second shot. It's the moment when Alice picks up the machete and it goes into slow-mo. Oh, yeah. She goes to cut her head off, right? Just that moment alone, the way the score went and everything, brilliant. Although it doesn't hold up, is this scene here? Any... Yeah. <laughs> uh, Mr. Harry Knuckles, by the way. Uh, Mr. <laughs> Voorhees had probably some yeah, hair. Yeah, she... And she was apparently a footballer player because she's got one of the uh, trophy, <laughs> the Heisman Trophy wings. <laughs> the other thing, you couldn't see in that picture because it wasn't high def, but if you watch it in high def, you can see toothpicks sticking out of the head. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Wow. Head. wow. And if you also notice, when she hits the head, she hits it this side, but the head pops out. Yeah, the other way. You know, it's a pop-top head. That's all. Yeah, it's a pop-top head. So... Uh, so what my favorite scene is I went back and went, that doesn't hold up. <laughs> the thing that gets um, me about that scene, the no. thing that gets me about that scene is whenever Alice picks up the machete and is running towards her and Miss Voorhees kind of looks at the camera and goes, <laughs> that reminds me of that scene from Austin Powers where that guy is about to get run over by the, by the yeah. steamroller and he's oh, just going, yeah. <laughs> and he did that's he just, definitely a reference to stuff like that he could yeah. have just pamela could have just gotten up and walked away yeah but no she was no <laughs> uh, for all the cheesiness <laughs> in that all the cheesies let's face it betsy palmer is mvp in this movie. oh absolutely yeah. she's a best Even character came out of nowhere yeah <laughs> just look at her like i'm killer I'm, mommy oh gosh killer yeah. Like that is that holds up. Her performance is playing a psychotic mother. I don't care what anyone says. She comes off batshit crazy even today. In oh yeah, film. yeah. A great performance. Let's talk about some of the other kills in this. Uh, personal favorite of mine: axe to the head. Oh, Love the yeah. axe to the head. That, that was, was a great. That was good. Effect. My favorite though uh, was the uh, arrow through the neck. Yeah, the Kevin Bacon. Yes. yes. Here we yeah, go. Now, I've got it, a little right? bit of trivia about this one for you. Kevin Bacon now, with the butter As we know, neck. the master Tom Savini 
was actually yes. the special effects guy for this. Yes, he right. was. Now, in that scene in particular, as you can see, they put his head, you can actually see it here, it's so obvious. That's a rubber yeah. from his neck down from the top, you know, bottom of yeah, his that's, 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 that's why he put his shirt on before he got killed, is so they, exactly. would, hide, they would hide it better. Yeah. Yeah. So Tom Savini had a pump, right? So they put the arrow through, and he's got a pump with the nuzzle, and he's supposed to pump this sheep's blood mm-hmm. spurting out. That's the effect, right? The problem was, is the pump didn't work. Nope. So they shoot the scene, they go, cut. Tom Savini gets up and he's just covered in sheep's blood. blood. And And then he kills everyone with this telepathy. (laughs) And they they go, what happened, Tom? And he goes, well, the pump didn't work. Bloodstone everywhere. So I I put the hose in my mouth. So he's got sheep's blood in his mouth. And he's physically blowing through a tube. Dedication. That is spurting on Kevin Bacon on there. That's dedication. That is amazing. I didn't know the the depth of that. That's why Tom Savini. He's the man and always yeah, the man. Yeah. Uh, the man, like, the yeah, that was a great. You know why that kill works too, Jason? It's because they twist it. Yes. It, yeah. it's, it makes that worse. It's, that it arrow. bothers me, honestly. Watching it bothered me because you can see the suffering. Yeah. yeah. You know, X to the head was great, but but the, yeah. the suffering sells it. And I don't know. There's a bit of sadism whenever it comes to loving these kind of movies. And, and could you? Yeah, yeah. You have to. And and you know, some of the weaker kills is still pretty good. I mean, this one here's a pretty weak kill. Yeah, but, the fake neck on her. A too. few frames later, she does move her neck, and that wound does open up pretty well. So it wasn't right. just a paint on thing. It was that whole rubber aesthetic. So you know, and you got to remember, 1980, the, the audience wasn't used to this amount of gore. Yes. This is a very gory film for 1980. So right. all those kills that we see in the film, and there ain't 13 kills, by the way. So if you think, oh, Friday 13, there must be, no, there's not. There's about eight or nine, I think. Yeah, it was very easy. Yeah. Well, that's, um, that's not, that's false advertising. It doesn't say Friday the 13th kill. If you see the trailer, the promo trailer yeah. for this show. One. They actually go two, one, two, three, yeah. four. Exactly. Six. Six, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There are people in that don't, <laughs> don't die you know, or have nothing to do with it. You know? yeah. yeah well you yeah. never know i mean the way this movie's shot you never know how many people the cameraman actually killed <laughs> here's my impression of friday the 13th hold on oh hey it's you <laughs> <laughs> that is so true especially for the owner yeah right? so that's the <laughs> is that the first time in the film that we get the sense that this killer this people know this killer yeah well, no that's not true from the opening scene when the, yeah, it's like, the oh, it's you! Oh, yeah, we weren't doing anything. We were just messing around. Right. So, yeah. So, um, yeah, no, a lot. what can I say? Like, some of the kills were good for its time. But, yeah, it starts to really lose me. The Jason thing bothers me a lot at the end because it doesn't make – the problem is, is okay, the, the kid dove under the water, found Alice, pulled her down. The problem I have with it is the shot afterwards – they finished the film on the shot of the lake with little bubbles coming up, yeah. implying Jason's Aquaman. <laughs> well, he's well or, or, is, or is he, are they implying that he drowned her? No, because here's the She's problem. She's in the sequel. They cut her in the hospital, right? Yeah. Oh, she you're goes, right, oh, you're right. Yeah, mind you, she's not worried about the trauma of all her friends being executed. <laughs> oh, my friends are dead anyway. She's they not worried me. about anything else. She's going, the boy. 
He's still out there. Did you see that oh. ugly kid? Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> hey, you guys! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he appeared four years later in the Goonies. Uh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, no, but but essentially, that's my problem with it. You know, it's yeah. just like, what are you implying at the end of it? Um, and it they is just, it they just did it for this for the jump scare. That's all it was. For yeah. the jump scare, yeah. you know. Yeah. They had to retroactively fix some of this stuff, which we'll talk about in the future installments. But uh, yeah, I mean, overall rewatching it, I think that's Tough. probably the last time I would rewatch this film for a long time. Yeah, until my my nostalgia for this movie is very powerful, and I think the more I watch it, montage, it's diluting that. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, absolutely. I'm- my my biggest problem with with the ending was just that Pamela Voorhees literally just shows up with no setup, right? Just yeah. to just to be the the killer, right. basically. Uh, well, I I would have attention. enjoyed it more if her character had been established before that. Well, wasn't she driving the girl in though? Yes. Yeah, she was yeah. the one that drove the girl and in. If, and if you notice, it was the same jeep. Was yes, about. actually, yeah. if you notice, all the characters drive the same jeep. <laughs> Because they, they couldn't afford any other vehicle. Even the owner. Yeah, yeah, they probably just redressed the Jeep in a way. Oh, yeah. They, well, they took the canvas top off. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, that was redressing the, the same Jeep yeah. that everybody drove. So anybody could have been the killer, really. But that scene where Anne gets picked up by Mrs. Voorhees. Like, like the red flag should have been there immediately because she was driving like a madman. Yeah. I was like, wow, this lady's out, man. She's really hell of a driver. She should be in drive part three. You know? Yeah, yeah. But, you know, poor Anne, she's scared. She's balls enough to jump out of the the car, right? Mm -hmm. She's hurt herself. She runs into the woods for about 30 meters. She goes, ah, give up. Yeah, well, you know, she was tired. (laughs) You know how hard it is to run in the woods? You know how hard it is to run? Oh, God. I know exactly how hard it is to run. That's why I don't do it. Yeah, I gave up on running. There you go. So we brought up our memories and thoughts of it. And, you know, we've said some things we liked, things we other like, but we're going to sell this. Why should somebody... If you're into movies... You're going to see this. Why should they go see this? You know why they should go see this? Because this is the OG originator of the ultimate villain. This is the way... This is this the pave maker of the way of the film set up in the 1980s. This is the trendsetter. Yes, Michael Myers was there in the 70s, but Michael Myers didn't have the je ne sais quoi that Jason at had. At that time, there was I don't no speak Spanish. It was <laughs> the shape, remember? That's right. It was the shape, yeah. It wasn't until a year later that we started getting a bit more getting his name, yeah. into yeah. that stuff. It, you're right, Joe, 100%. It, it basically was start of, it rode the biggest wave of a whole shub genre, shub genre, shub genre. In, in horror. Shub genre. And, and that's the slasher film. Yeah. You know? And it dominated for almost a decade. Exactly. Not only that, I don't know about you guys, but <laughs> my the version that I watched on streaming service, the, the, the voices were not matching the movements of the I actors. think you just had a bad connection, yeah, dude. Because I actually watched the last night. I had oh, no wow. Wow. So, which is maybe, yeah. uh, maybe I need better. It's just internet. an internet provider, I suspect. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the other thing is, you get your first look at Kevin Bacon, shirtless. That's always a, a fun fact. Mm-hmm. And there's and actually. More. And more. Yeah. And there's actually a real kill <laughs> on this movie. 
Did you guys? Uh, yes, yeah. I did. And I'm a bit disturbed by that. That was probably the, I've, I've gone back and forward on that. I'm glad you brought it up, Joan. You're talking yeah. about the snake. Yeah, the snake. The snake was in the cabin. Was that necessary to show the shot of it being literally cut in half? Because that looked like a pretty real snake to me. It was. That was a real snake killed on camera. This is one of those things yeah, there. Not, not. I was not impressed by that, and it bothered me. In fact, out of all that movie, all the murder and everything, that was the one scene that bothered me. Because it's real. Wasn't... You're one of those people who gets mad if they kill the dog. They can kill I am. Like 20 people, just don't hurt the dog. Yeah, that's me. Exactly. No, yeah. The whole the John Wick franchise because... is built upon killing a puppy. Yeah. yeah. Which, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm the same way, uh, especially since I thought the scene was so unnecessary. It was just more fluff and filler and a, another skit to, tr to try to make people laugh. I, you could have taken it out of the movie. It wouldn't have mattered. So, yeah. it's just. So, the, the other reason why I say it is because technically this is a snuff film. Oh, yeah. Good one, Joe. Thanks yeah. for that. We're trying to sell people to go and see it. And you yeah. just ordered this stuff. Nobody <laughs> wants to watch stuff. Completely anymore. destroying the segment and like, the idea of it. <laughs> no, come on. <laughs> no, go Hello, see police. it because it is. <laughs> you got to read He's my VHS collection. <laughs> yeah. Look, it is a classic. Right? It is. It's definitely it is. in a classic. And if you're going to go back and watch a film from 40 years ago, you are going to expect things to be a little bit different. It's going to be out of place in time with our morals, our ideas and whatever but it is again a very important movie in the history of slash movies so if you are interested in horror slash movies and you haven't seen this you're gonna go see it right chase go yes yes uh listen if you're a trekkie you watch star trek the motion picture yeah if you're a horror fanatic you watch friday the 13th the first one. it's well said. not a good movie i'm gonna say that right now and i'm a huge fan of this entire mm -hmm. series Friday the 13th, the first one, is hands down my least favorite movie mm. because it, it lacks a lot of the fun. It's a very unfocused movie. And as I said, the killer just pops up out of nowhere just to be the killer. Um, but at the same time, I, I got a certain amount of fondness for it as well because, mm. you know, it, it was part of my childhood. It was part of growing up and it did kickstart one of my favorite things in the world. So I've got respect for this movie, even though I don't think it's that great. And I do think that everybody who likes, you know, the cheesy horror slasher movies of the eighties and nineties, they should give this one a look at least once. Absolutely. Yeah. This film actually becomes better. The further you go into the series though, because yeah. there are little nuggets in this film that do pay off throughout the series. Hmm. So it, it you know, there's especially. Do you remember what I'm talking about, Jason? There's a headstone in a certain film uh, where we actually get to see Mrs. Voorhees' first name. That doesn't oh, happen. Yes. I think that's that's where Pamela comes from. Yes. Yeah. Is that film four or six? I one don't of the two. recall. Uh, we'll have to yeah, find there out. There are nuggets in this film that do pay off. So, it, in a way, even though it's not, it is an important. If you're into Friday the you've got to see it because yeah. it's like, it's really like watching. Or reading any book, but not reading the first chapter. You got yeah, you gotta watch. Yes, to establish yes. what's going. Not on. only that, but the blue sweater that she's wearing in this film is also in Freddy versus Jason. Yes, decades later. So I yeah. thought that was a really nice like throw. Yeah, and they really honor in that film Freddy versus Jason. They really honor Friday quite well. Yeah, they do. They really do. No doubt about it. So yeah. Well, that was it, guys. We talked about Friday the Thirteenth, the first movie. It's known now as Friday the 13th Part 1. Screw that Part 1 garbage. No. Friday the 13th. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I tell you what, guys, before we get on to our next segment, we're going to establish the fact that every month from now, basically to the end of the year, we're going to be looking back at every single Friday the 13th. And this time next month, we'll be doing Friday the 13th part two. Yay! Uh, the potato but, sack years. The potato, the potato sack, sack years. Yeah. <laughs> the development of some shoulder issues. Yeah. Years. I also put that because I love the killer how she attacks him at the end. Spoilers. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we're going to go back to but before we do that, this is a show that runs every two weeks, guys, so you'll be able to catch us every fortnight. We're going to be moving into the next segment, which I call... <laughs> The Randomizer 2000. The Randomizer 2000. We call so it 2000 because that's futuristic. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, now, the concept of this is simple. To watch the next film, we haven't chosen a film. But what we did do, Jason, I think we did this about three weeks ago, we got in this really weird tear where we started talking about the show <laughs> and some of the movies we wanted to do. So we started sending back you know, little movie posters, some of the films we love. You sent me a spreadsheet and I filled yes. her up Basically, the most what happens to me? And then I added one Jason film. comes in <laughs> and fills in what is essentially about 178 movies here. Ooh, All nice. in different categories from horror, comedy, science fiction, action, drama, animated and family. We have these films. And it, we've only just scratched the surface, let's be mm -hmm. honest. So how do we choose our next film? Well, that, of course, is The Randomizer and this is used by willofnames.com. It's a great random website. So the reason we're using willofnames.com, so no one can accuse us of setting this up. Nope, it's fair and equitable in the way. So how this is going to work, guys, we're just about to spin the genre wheel. It's got all our different genres of movies on there. And then from there, once we've selected our genre, we'll move into that category and select a film from there. So let's get started. Everyone ready? We're ready. Wait, I have to time my sheets. <laughs> Here we go. Where it lands, nobody. No whammies, no whammies, no whammies. We, by the action. looks of it, guys, let's make action. it official. Action. We are moving into the action genre. Nice. Oh, which is wonderful. So let's bring up our action categories. Wow, look at that cheese. Look at that. Look at all this stuff, you guys. Oh man, I really hope the last dragon is a put in samurai cop, by the way. Excellent choice. Wow, uh, from Running Man to Jewel of the Nile. Which oh, Running Man was fantastic. Hey, Lighthead, hey, Christmas tree. So, here we go, Jace. We're now spinning the wheel to find out what action film we'll be talking about. Suspense is. This can be bottled and sold. I just love it. Yes, I love <laughs> it. Let's do it. Do, 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 uh, do, do. The, the tension. And then it slows down. We, oh my God. Ator the Flying Eagle. Oh, I've never even saw it. Ator the, the Fighting Eagle. Film. Okay. Ator the Fighting Eagle, not Flighting Eagle. All right, the Fighting Eagle. Okay, well... <laughs> I have I, actually I not this seen up. this one. I had this one recommended to me. So I okay, have well, not seen this one either. Let's get into the old Google and let's find out what this To the Googles! Is. To the Googles! Ator. It's just called Ator. Right, well... It's... No, down below. Down, down, down. 
Yeah, no, here we go. The fighting no, I've got eagle. it here. Ator the Fighting Eagle. It looks like very crawly. 1982 Italian oh. adventure fantasy film. Wow. Well, this should have probably been in the fantasy genre. <laughs> but Man, nevertheless, our, our genres are so crossed. We should, yeah, they're know. so crossed. So believe it or not, it went in action because it had the word fighting in it. <laughs> yes. Well, here we go, guys. We're watching next fortnight, Ator the Fighting Eagle. A 3.2 on IMDb Ooh. and a 1.8 on Letterboxd. All right, so we're in for a treat, guys. We're in, for a treat. <laughs> and, uh, in case you would like to join us, it is currently streaming free on Pluto TV. Wow. Wonderful. Well, there we go. So you'll be able to watch it. And that's the other thing, guys. As you see the list that we've just brought up, we would like you, the audience, to help contribute to that. So with the help of Joe, we're going to post up our lists in social media at some point. Yeah. And we invite you guys to be able to come and have a look at the list and send me and Jason on our Twitter, on our uh, TikTok, and I'll bring up those details in a minute, and send us some suggestions of films that you would like us to talk about on the VHS vault. So we'd love to add more films to the list. Hell, if we're watching Ator the Fighting Eel, we'll watch anything, clearly. Yeah, seriously. So that well, is luck. it, guys. Good luck on that one, guys. Yeah, Joe has dishonor your house. Can I be on that show? He's like, I'm out of this. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I do the horror. Well, let me know when you get to the next uh, horror movie. This might be a horror film for a whole other reason. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's very but true. To connect with us, to send us stuff, you can find me, Jason, and Joe, one of the massive contributors to Spectrum Sanctuary, known as Captain Dub, over in our Star Trek section. You can follow him at Dis Dungeon CQ. Yes. You can follow myself at VHS underscore Jace. And of course, you can find Jason at Jason Roy Gaston, who feels no need to come up with some quippy username tag. It keeps it real. You have seen what I call myself on every one of these podcasts, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I, re, I have a new name Normal on each scene. one of these. Yeah. Yes, I am. yes. So that's it, guys. We thank you so much for joining and watching our first inaugural episode of the VHS Vault. Again, please. Like what you've seen, subscribe. It's not a big deal for you, but it's a big deal for us. And I'll keep this little shingding going for a while. Thank you again. We will see you all on the next episode of what are we going to call it, guys? The VHS. The VHS. Vault. VHS. Vault. VHS Vault. See ya. Yeah.